morning, everyone. Happy Easter. We welcome you to the story, Fall Out from the Resurrection of Jesus Christ. Three days and beyond after the resurrection, several characters will share their experiences of how the resurrection of Jesus Christ touched their lives. Some of us believe completely in the resurrection. Some of us have doubts that such a thing could take place. Some of us are not sure. Could someone really be raised from the dead? Well, let's journey together and try to decide. We will hear from a group of youth and their experience on the day in which Jesus was crucified. You will meet the angel who rode back the stone on Easter morning. Have you ever thought about why he came down and what his thoughts might have been? What would you have said to him if you could? We all know that the disciples together that first Sunday of the resurrection. Have you ever wondered what it was like for them and who else might have been with them? Somebody had to cook breakfast that morning. How do you go from gloom to hope in the course of a meal? Have you ever lost someone that you love dearly? All you really wanted was the chance to say goodbye or to see that they had a decent funeral. What happens when you get far more than you bargained for? Did you ever wonder how much money the religious leaders paid out to keep what happened at the tomb a secret? Where did that money go and who profited the most from hiding the truth? You will hear the story of a soldier's right who had no problem living well off a lie. Have you ever had the experience of just seeming to miss, miss out on a lot of the good things that happen all around you? You will meet a character who desperately wants to know the truth, but finds out just how easy it can be to miss out once again. Have you ever made a decision that you later regretted, but you couldn't undo it? What happens when your loyalty to others forces you to live a lie that you want to get away from but can't? These and other questions will be answered in our story, Fall Out from the Resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our first witnesses come from a group of young people who actually witnessed the crucifixion. That was, oh my God, that was a disaster. What was a disaster? Yes, what happened? I can't believe you didn't see that. What's the matter with y'all? Aren't y'all paying attention? Just tell us what happened. Didn't you see that big crowd? No, we did not. Didn't you see all those people? No, we did not. Well, I did hear a loud noise. Y'all so weird. Everybody be quiet and listen. You don't have to be rude to everybody. Hold on, hold on. Just tell the story. Tell the story! It's the story on on what I saw. There was a grown man. I don't know how old he was, but there was a grown man. He was arrested for, for calling himself the Messiah, or claiming to be the Messiah. So they arrested him. And, and they had a child to either set the criminal free or set the man free. They chose to set the criminal free. What is a criminal? <laughs> well, a criminal is a person that did something bad. So they let the criminal go and kept the innocent man in jail? This is a crazy story. I like this story. Can we just get back to the story? Yeah, get with it. 
Well, thank you, Dylan and Jackson. Before I was really interrupted. Yes. Let me continue. So, yeah, they did keep the innocent man in jail. They said he had to die for, for calling himself the Messiah. Death? He really had to die? Really? Yeah, it's sad. Tough. Man, that's rough. Everyone, stop moving around and get back to the story. Get to the story, Janaya. We're never going to get done. No need to rush. I'll get it done. So when, when they chose death, they chose just to hang him on a cross. So they actually took him to a site like where they hang men on crosses. And, and I heard people screaming Jesus in the crowd. I believe that's his name. So I guess Jesus had to carry his own cross. Uh, so he carried that cross all the way up the hill and they nailed his hands and feet to the cross. Ah! His hands? His feet? Was there a lot of blood? And those people are dog water. He was stabbed in the side, too. This is getting real serious. This is awful. I don't like this story anymore. I don't like blood. Everybody doesn't like blood. But please, please, move on with the story, Janaya. Oh, my God. What happened to Jesus? Dylan, stop rushing me. So, as I was saying, yes, there was a lot of blood, TJ. And sorry, Malik, no one likes blood, but it had to be this way. When you pierce a nail through someone's hand, it will bleed. So, as, so, as they hung him on the cross, people were screaming Jesus' name, and, and, all I remember is him, and I remember him saying some words, but I couldn't hear. I didn't hear because of the crowd. Uh, but then, then there were thunderclouds thunder and lightning, and, and everyone started running away from the cross. It was a big crowd, so I was pushed along with, with them. That's the end of the story. That's all I remember. That's the that, end. That's the end? That was a gruesome story, and the people that crucified him are trash. Y'all are babies, because it's not that bad. It's not that bad? Don't you know who Jesus is? Who is Jesus? I don't know who Jesus is, because Janiah, please get back to the story. Oh, here he is. Tell a good story. Janiah, tell us who Jesus is. Our next witness comes from the angel who rolled away the stone. I almost came down to rescue Jesus the night he was betrayed. I was one of the 72,000 angels that Jesus could have called on the night of his arrest. All we were waiting for was the signal. Just one of us angels could have wiped out that whole mob, soldiers and all. It was so difficult to see Jesus hanging on that cross. I wanted to go down and help. And if it were possible, I would have taken his place on that cross. 
the father could see how badly I wanted to go and help Jesus. And I got really, really upset when I heard that crowd saying, he saved others. Why couldn't he save himself? Well, Jesus could have come down from that cross anytime he wanted to. I'm told he had to stay on that cross to save the sins of the people. The father knew how badly that I wanted to come and help Jesus. Then on the third day, while I was waiting, I got the call from the father to go down and spread the word that Jesus was alive. I bolted down from heaven like a lightning bolt. When my feet hit the ground, it sounded like an earthquake. Now there were soldiers there guarding the tomb so that no one could come in and steal the body of the master. When they heard that earthquake, that sure got their attention. When the soldiers saw me, they trembled with fear. I looked over and I could see them shaking. And then I looked over at that massive stone and I went over to it and I laughed. I took one arm and I pushed that stone out of the way, breaking the seal and all. And as the stone came to a stop, I sat on it. It was at that point that I took over. And it was then that I saw the soldiers running away in fear. You see, I wasn't there that day to remove the stone so that Jesus could get out. Because by the time I arrived, Jesus had already risen from the dead. The father was sending a group of women to the tomb that day. They thought they were coming to anoint a dead man. My purpose that day was to remove the stone so that the women could go in and see for themselves the truth of my words. It was early that morning when I got to preach my very first sermon. When I said to the women, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Our next witness is Priscilla, one of the many women who followed with Jesus and the disciples. I was one of the women that followed with Jesus and his disciples. It was the third day, and we were over at a house outside the city gates. I was cooking breakfast that morning, and everybody just seemed to be just so, so sad. We still can believe that Jesus was gone, and that he actually died on the cross. Some of the other women had gone over to the tomb to anoint the body with oil. I just couldn't handle it. I didn't go. I couldn't bear the thought of looking at my Savior's dead face again. That was just too much for me, too much to do. But I could cook, and I was a good one at that, and I could encourage. Well, I never saw Peter and John look so down before as they looked that day. So I was determined 
to cook them a good breakfast, a good, the best breakfast they had eaten in a long time. None of us really know what the next steps are going to be. You see, we have swapped our lives, our previous lives, for a life following Jesus. We didn't know whether the religious leaders were going to come after us or not. You know, because they tried to kill Lazarus because people knew that Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead and they wanted to get rid of all the evidence that Jesus could not be the Son of God. You know, people ask us about Jesus. What could we tell them? What could we say to keep ourselves from getting into trouble? Well, there we were eating breakfast that morning. It was a good one, if I must say so myself. You know, so good, James and Matthew asked for it. They both asked for seconds. Then it happened. There was this banging, 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 banging on the doors. And we thought they were coming to get us. And all of a sudden, the doors, the door opened, and it was Mary. And she was out of breath. And she had been running. And thought maybe somebody had been chasing her. And they were coming after us, too. Well, when she caught her breath, she said, Jesus is not in the tomb. Peter yelled out, what did you say? She said, Jesus is not in the tomb. She said, there was an angel there, and, and he said that Jesus is alive. Well, at first we thought that Mary was a little bit delusional, you know, but she kept on insisting she knew what she was talking about. And so I said to them, I said, I said, y'all listen, listen to Mary. I believe her. Listen to the lady. God is sending us some good news. And Peter and John looked at each over at each other. And then they shot at that door. Woo! They ran down that road, heading toward that tomb. They were going to see, you know, what had really happened. They didn't even care whether they got caught or not. Well, as I say, I'm a good cook. That's a turn out. It was the best breakfast we ever had. The news from Mary had sought out our fear and replaced it with hope and gladness. I didn't even have to wait until Peter and John got back. After listening to Mary, in my heart, I knew that Jesus had risen. Oh, that risen. Woo, that risen Oh, hallelujah. Our next is Drusilla, the wife of a Roman soldier. Drusilla's husband took bribes from the religious leaders. We're in the money. We're in the money. Don't I look good in this new outfit? And I got more good news. My husband and I are going to be taking a vacation to Egypt soon. At first, I didn't want him to take that extra assignment to guard some dead man's tomb. What on earth did those silly religious think leaders think was going to happen? Did they really think someone was going to break into a sealed tomb and steal a dead body? All I know is that it kept me from my husband for three extra nights. Here it was, our anniversary. And he was going out the door to work. But it turns out that it was worth it all. You may wonder where we got all this extra money from. It was more than just three days of overtime. Well, 
It came from the same religious leaders who had my husband guarding the grave in the first place. It appears that they had had a problem with some man named Jesus. It wasn't enough that they had him killed through what I heard was a sham trial. But unfortunately for little old me, my husband was one of the ones they ordered to whip and beat him. I was so disgusted because he came home with blood on his clothes that obviously came from the man's back during the beating. And I, I had to clean that blood off of his shoes and off of his uniform. But on the other hand, <laughs> if all of this hadn't happened, I would not have gotten this new outfit or our vacation to Egypt. When my husband came home, we had a conversation. I asked him, where did you get all of that money? And he started telling me one of his ridiculous stories. One about an angel, an earthquake at a tomb. That man, he's told so many lies in the past. I figured this was just another one of them. But I said, why don't you cut all the drama and get to the good part, the part about all the money. That's when he told me that the Jewish leaders offered to pay them a bribe if they would say they had all fallen asleep on the job and the followers of Jesus had stolen his body. When he said that, I almost hit the rope. I said, don't you know what the district commander would do to you? If they found out you were sleeping while you were on guard duty, I can't believe that you would put your career and your life on the line like this. But that's when he assured me that the religious leaders promised to smooth everything out with the army officials. They weren't going to get in any trouble as long as they all had the same story. Well, once I calmed down and started thinking about all that money and what we could do with it, this was a great swap. Money for a story over a dead man. I'm not going to lose any sleep over this one. And I just can't wait to see the pyramids of Egypt. Our next witness is Chloe a young woman who just can't seem to get there on time for the truth. It seems like I'm always missing out. Either I get there early and I leave before something happens or I get there too late and it already happened. I missed out when that guy Jesus fed those people free food and free fish. Actually, I was there, but I left early to go get food in town because I was hungry. I missed out when Jesus caught that guy Lazarus out of the tomb. I would have loved to see a dead man walking like a mummy. If only I had gone to see my cousin that day, I could have been there. I missed out when they crucified Jesus. 
I heard there was blood dripping and weird things happening while he was on the cross. When I heard about it, I ran up to Calvary. But when I arrived, everybody was gone. All I saw were three crosses laying on the ground that had been taken down. Well, three days later, I heard something had happened at the tomb of Jesus. I heard there was this big argument down by the temple. I ran as fast as I could because this time, I was not going to miss what was going to happen. I wanted to hear for myself, for somebody who was actually there. And that's when I saw the soldier with people around him. I went over to listen. Someone yelled to the soldier, Can you tell us what really happened? Was there an angel or not? And the soldier said to them, For the last time, there were no angels, just a bunch of thieves. We worked three days and three nights straight with no break. That third day in the wee morning, we fell asleep for about an hour or two. While we were sleeping, followers of Jesus came and stole his body. As we woke up, they were leaving and they had horses and they got away. Ask any soldier who was there that day and they'll give you the same thing. End of story. I was so disappointed that's all there was. I started to think that Jesus might have been more than just a good teacher. After what the soldier had told us, I realized it was all over and I didn't really miss anything after all. Our next witness is a Roman soldier who lives with guilt and regret. What do you do when you feel guilty inside? What do you do when you feel guilty inside? When you know what you've done is wrong, but at the time you do it because everyone else is doing it. truth was right there in front of me and I chose not to see it. It all began that day when Jesus was crucified. Well, it was getting late in the day and the special Sabbath day was coming up for the Jews. They didn't want any bodies hanging on the cross on the Sabbath day, so they asked Pilate to speed up the dying process. Well, the easy way to do it is to break the legs of criminals' legs. They help them to suffocate quicker and they have a lot of eternal bleeding. Well, as a soldier, I was given my orders and I carried them out. There were three guys they crucified that day. They broke the legs of the first two guys because they were still hanging on for life. When we came to the third guy, the one with the title of Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, he looked pretty dear to me. But I wasn't going to take any chances. I've heard sometimes criminals will fake death in order to be taken down from the cross. I pointed to one of the soldiers to take his spear and pierce the side of Jesus. He gave Jesus quite a stab because when he pulled the spear back, a rush of water and blood came flowing out of his side. Some of it ran down his legs, but some fell immediately to the ground. It almost seemed like a sacrifice was being offered. I had this strange feeling that I had something, seen something powerful take place. We took him 
off the cross, some guy named Joseph and Nicodemus were in charge of his body and burial. I thought that was the last time I had heard or seen of Jesus of Nazareth. But to my surprise, I was ordered with some soldiers, other soldiers, God is buried to him for three days and three nights. Now what on earth were they expecting a dead man to do? Get up and walk out? One thing for sure, nobody was going to go in and get him. That was the most boring assignment I ever had until early that Sunday morning. I could have sworn something like lightning was falling from the sky, straight to our position. Then there was a violent earthquake that made you wonder if you were about to die. To make matters worse, this powerful angelic being went over to the large steel stone and pushed it away from the tomb. But we were Roman soldiers who are afraid of nothing, but we were afraid that day. We didn't know what we were up against. But we knew we needed more troops. We rushed back to the city to explain the situation to religious leaders. Instead of them asking Pilate for more troops, they offered us money to lie and say that we had fallen asleep on the job. And while we were sleeping, disciples stole the body. Since everybody else took the money, I took it too. But now I feel guilty about keeping the truth from the people. It seems more than a coincidence that they expecting something to happen after three days, and something did happen. There was a reason for the earthquake. There was a reason for the angel coming down and moving that stone away. I wonder if Jesus came out of that tomb that Sunday. For years I've been wanting to tell the truth about what we saw that day. But I feel trapped. I don't make these... want to make the other soldiers look bad by calling them a bunch of liars. But if Jesus really did rise from the dead, it might be important for the people to know the truth, how long shall I deal with this guilt inside of me? How long? Our next witness is Mary Magdalene, the first person to see and talk to the resurrected Jesus. Mary and I had come to the tomb expecting to put oil on the body of Jesus our biggest concern was, how are we going to get that stone rolled away? But when we got there, it was already moved. We didn't know what to make of it. And the other Mary, she went back to tell the disciples what had happened. Peter and John came running down to the tomb to see if Mary was actually telling the truth. They went into the tomb and they saw the clothes Jesus had been wrapped in, but they did not see any trace of Jesus anywhere. Now they decided to go back and tell the other disciples what they had seen, which was his clothes. I know it sounds silly. I didn't want to leave the tomb, so I stayed behind. 
And then I started crying because I remembered the day Jesus had saved me and cast all those demons out of me. I loved him ever since. My life has never been the same. And I know so many people who need it and need the same power he gave to me to be set free. And now he was gone? Where did they take him? I just wanted to say goodbye. I knew I should have left the tomb, but I had to have one more look. So I bent over to look into the tomb one last time. And that's when I saw two angels, one at the head and one at the foot where Jesus' body had laid. I didn't know if this was real or a vision I was having. Then I heard someone behind me asking, Woman, why are you crying? I didn't know who it was, so I told them, They have taken away my Lord Jesus, and I don't know where they might have put him. I turned a little. I could see the image of a man standing behind me, but then he asked me again, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? I thought he was the gardener. So I said to him, look, if you carry Jesus away, just tell me where you put it and I will go get it because I would swap anything I had to have found his body. I felt at least that would give me a chance to say goodbye. That's when he said, Mary. It wasn't my name so much as how he said it. Nobody called me Mary like that. I turned all the way around to confirm with my eyes what my heart and my ears were telling me. I knew it had to be Jesus. I cried out, Rabona, teacher, Jesus, you're alive. And then he gave me a message to tell the whole world. He is risen. He has risen indeed. And me, Mary, I have seen the Lord.